98.5 The Bull, a local fellow there. And Corey Kent, welcome in. The week after Thanksgiving, it's 6.08 with Tiger Daniel. Good morning there, Daniel. Oh, I did that dreaded thing this morning, Tiger, where I, it's after Thanksgiving and all that. You step on the scale. Oh, did you? Yeah, not good. Really? Real depressed today. How Real much, upset. How much do you uh, minus for wearing clothing? Because now that it's colder... You do put on more clothing when you jump on that bad boy. That's the problem as I jump on that bad boy before I get in the shower. Oh, so no. There's no so I can't even a... say, like, oh, I was wearing a particularly heavy blouse <laughs> that day. Um, <laughs> up, like, literally about five pounds. Are you serious? And I got to thinking about it. It's not the Thanksgiving dinner itself. You know, that's fairly lean. You know, it's vegetables and turkey and all this other kind of stuff. It's what you eat leading up to it. Like, when I had to drive down to Alabama, mm-hmm. I'm stopping yesterday at, like, Dairy Queen on the way back. Bojangles, which we don't have here, so I feel like I have to gorge on that stuff. It's all the other stuff. It's not the Thanksgiving stuff. It's the trying to get there and back stuff, right? Uh, What about, like, pies and stuff? Everybody's got Mm -hmm. those sweet pies. Doesn't that add to it? I don't fool with that. It wasn't that at all. I'm sorry because... It's all that fast food stuff. You told me uh, early spring you were trying to lose about 10 pounds. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you you worked your butt off all summer. You got back on the scale and you gained five pounds. Mm-hmm. And now you've gained five more. Right. So in your journey to lose 10, you gained 10. Uh, yes. So now I'm sorry I, about that, That's man. the way it goes every year, though, isn't it? You're like, oh, I'm going to lose 10, 10 pounds this year, and you end up gaining 10 pounds. And then next year's goal also to be to lose 10 pounds. It's just got to be harder as you get older. I don't know. Is that metabolism? What's going on there? But, you know, I was a rail my whole life. I used to, in college, I used to drink milkshakes that were like, I went to GNC and got these that taste terrible, by the way. And I would put myself through this misery of drinking these shakes and nothing would happen. I wouldn't gain anything. And now that uh, I'm a little older, uh, you know, I weigh 40 pounds more than I did back then. And I don't really do anything differently, I don't think, or not drastically differently. So uh, I understand your plight, man. Sorry to hear that. Well, I mean, it ain't that upsetting. You're acting like I look terrible or something. It's just a little, you know, once you get back in your normal routine, you'll, it'll come right back off, don't you think? I hope so. I guess if you're not going to fast food restaurants three times in a day because you're on the road. But that's hard, though. You get a taste for it. <laughs> you're like, if I don't have fast food for a long time, I'm all right. But then if I get a taste for it, I'm uh, like a fast food werewolf. I'm I see. Ravenous. Like a cigarette? Is it like a cigarette? Somebody doesn't smoke for 20 years, but then they one day take one and then it's all over. They're smoking again. It's Yeah, it's probably similar to that. You don't have these kind of things. Here's the weird thing about Ty. He doesn't crave food. Not a whole lot. You're never just like, I got to eat a big old hot pile of garbage. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, I, go, like, I go, what can I eat at the house that like I don't have to go anywhere for? Oh, like last night, here's what I made for dinner because I didn't feel like going out. And I had fettuccine noodles, but I didn't have any sauce, so I just ate fettuccine noodles. No, nothing with it? Mm, a little butter. Okay, well, you'll be dead soon. <laughs> butter and yeah, just I'm, butter and noodles? I'm less healthy than you are. <laughs> uh, coming up, uh, big news out of TU, the coaching situation there. And also, Daniel, a story of a family over Thanksgiving that got into a little bit of a fight over a board game. Oh, no, I, I saw bet this. you can guess what the board game is. This is the this This board game. Tear families apart. Ruins lives. And that's up on 98.5 The Bull next. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. It's 98.5 The Bull. Good morning. Uh, about 6.49 right now with Tig and good morning, Daniel. I got to say, Tig, the other, uh, one of the last times I babysat Mac, your son, he's seven years old. Me and him were riding a scooter, and his hat flew off, and he decided to you dive mean like off. A, a bird scooter. Bird scooter, yeah. yeah. 
and he decided to dive off, and it scraped him up a little bit. You found out about it, and you pulled me aside the next day, and you go, listen, no more. Under no circumstances are you to have my son on a bird scooter. And he didn't have a helmet. I go, was he at least wearing a helmet? No, no helmet, Dad. I go, so you were on a bird scooter with Daniel with no helmet, and you fell off of it. And so I said, yeah, that's the end of that. The jig is up. Then the other day, uh, he was like, okay, can we ride bird scooters? I said, nah, man. Can't do it. Your dad said, absolutely not, so we cannot do it. Heartbroken. He was devastated. And then I get back from Thanksgiving with my family, and I see that your wife has posted a picture of your 7-year-old on the roof with you <laughs> while you're hanging up Christmas yeah, lights. Yeah, that's true. That did happen. Now I'm that, a hypocrite. What can I now say? Now, that in itself, not not that bad. But it's him on the roof while you're on the other side of the roof hanging up the Christmas lights, and he is uh, dabbing, which I guess is a dance move. Something like that. I the don't kids, know. You know. They dab. They put their arms out. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to find the... Uh, well, okay. So, so, like, what's worse, falling one inch off a scooter or how tall is that roof of yours? 12, 13 feet, I guess. Yeah. Something like that. And you think, well, da- scooting too dangerous, dabbing on the roof. Ah, let's go for it. <laughs> okay, so so he, he really wants to put up Christmas lights, and I'm kind of thinking, oh, this is a good, you know, father-son thing. I remember my dad would just scream at me mm-hmm. while he was putting up Christmas lights because it was frustrating. And I said, why not relive that magic memory? But I said, Mac, you're going to stay on the ground, and you're just going to kind of make sure the lights, like, don't hit the ground and bust and stuff. You're going to be on the ground guy. I'll be on the roof guy. And finally, he comes up, and, like, sometimes you get a weak place in your heart when your kids ask you for something, When even though I know it's not good for them. He goes, Dad, it's been a dream of mine to be on a roof. And I'm thinking, well, what high expectations he set for himself. <laughs> and, he, and I said, no, man, that's crazy. I'm not letting you on the roof. Dad, I, I promise I will be careful. And I said, okay, under one circumstance, I'm going up the ladder right behind you. You're going to get on the roof. And I'm going to be right behind you the whole time. He gets on that roof scared to death. Like he's as low as he can, like a cat. Like he will not stand up. So I say, good. Okay, we're good. He's over his roof thing. And then I get on the ladder first as we go down. He comes right behind me. So if he did fall, I'd, it'd be into me and all that. Apparently he went to sleep and his fear went away. Because the next day, on day two of putting on Christmas lights, by the way, he can't wait to get up on the roof. And uh, yeah, I feel like a hypocrite now because... And I look back at that and I said, that was a bad decision as a father. No, bad no, no, father no. move. Absolutely not, though, because um, when you're seven? a kid. When you're, yeah, when you're a kid, it's fun to get on a roof. When you're an adult, it sucks to get on the roof because you ain't up there for fun. You're up there you're hanging up wrong. Christmas lights or, oh, no, I'm going to have to replace this whole roof. I remember some of the best times of my life was getting on top of a, <laughs> my granddad's old shed. Yeah. And I think everybody, at least of our generation, got up there and tried one or th- one to three things trying to you you want to parachute down off the roof safely thanks to mary poppins there's a whole generation of us that thought well i'll just jump off the roof and open this umbrella yeah, that's a problem that show yeah that did that does not work do not jump off with an uh, umbrella you're like oh that didn't work oh i know what i'll try next a garbage bag will <laughs> parachute me down safely yeah and if you're really, really on up there, and I'm giving away my age here, you put on two record sleeves on your hands and thought that you would also glide down. But you don't. You fall straight. You plummet. 
Uh, it doesn't like work. a missile shot to hell when you fall <laughs> when you jump off that roof. He didn't try, he didn't attempt any of that. Did no, he? no, he just decided to dance. <laughs> okay, good. I don't get it. Whatever. Ninety-eight five. The bull weather provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. Remember, uh, week before last, Dan, we had Taylor Swift tickets we were giving away. And uh, that Friday, a stunning thing happened here on 98.5 The Bull. Uh, a lady named Teresa won the Taylor Swift tickets. Those are hers. And you know how hard of a ticket that was to get and is to get and continues to be to get. Uh, Teresa won. And then you always give them the opportunity as a victor to say, well, you can also, if you want to, give them to the person that you beat in trivia. And Teresa shockingly said, give them to Kelsey. Remember this? Do I remember it? Yeah, I still uh, still can't, can't believe, believe it happened. It. Well, uh, News on 6 got a hold of this. And News on 6, listen, they went and found Kelsey. Excuse me. They went and found Teresa, who won the contest. And then they went and found Kelsey, who didn't win the contest. And they interviewed them both about everything that went down. Would you like to hear that from yes, News on play. 6? Here it is. As you know, Taylor Swift tickets are almost impossible to get, and many fans are having trouble getting them through Ticketmaster. One of our radio partners, 98.5 The Bull, gave out tickets last week. A Talala woman won a pair, but decided to give her tickets to the woman who lost against her in a trivia game on the radio. News on 6's Amy Slanchik has their story. Here at 98.5 The Bull, the planets, the fates, and all of the stars aligned for Kelsey Mullins. But there's no mastermind in this story, just someone being nice. It's 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. Uh, in a truly American way to win tickets to see the nation's favorite pop star, it all came down to recognizing menu items from chain restaurants. Teresa, the item, the Big Mac. McDonald's. Correct. Kelsey, the item, the Whopper. Burger King. Correct. The questions got harder as the game went on, and Teresa and Kelsey were both getting everything right until a question about a deep-fried onion. Kelsey, it all comes down to this. Where would you find the awesome blossom? Uh, Texas Roadhouse. Unfortunately, that is not oh. correct. So, Teresa won the T-Swift tickets, but Tig and Daniel gave her the option to give them away. Will you decide to give these tickets to Kelsey and her sister or keep them for yourself? She can have them. Oh, my word. This is unheard of. Oh, my God. I was shocked when she said she can have them. I'm like, did I hear that right? Kelsey and her sister, Michaela, now have plans to drive to Dallas in April. And by the way, I'm going out been to a couple concerts with my sisters and it was really fun and there was a lot of good memories and I was like you know what let her have the good memory and that decision already has good things coming Teresa's way a listener named Sharon called in offering to give Teresa a handmade quilt and it brought tears but I and I was like to think that she wants to do that for me is I don't know. It's just unbelievable. The lady who wanted to give a quilt to Teresa, who gave the tickets away, she said it would take her six months to make the quilt. Ain't mm -hmm. that crazy? Yeah. And then a, another follow-up I saw while we were on vacation last week, Daniel, that now people want to hook up the lady who's making the quilt with free stuff. <laughs> so it's just kind of a giving chain that continues and continues, isn't I, it? My favorite part of the News on 6 story, and you can uh, you can see this on their Facebook page, and I think well, didn't we put it up too, but... Um, 
They edited out you completely during the. Uh, yeah, the I wasn't on that, that much. Yes, was I, I? Yeah, right. Yeah. You kind of started out. That's right. They knew what they were doing up there. I applaud According them for that. Welcome to the Ann Daniel Show <laughs> on 98.5 The Bull. And you can get a, a, a tag and Daniel canned ham and, uh, and our jellies coming up at 740 right here. It's about 712. Good morning. 98.5 The Bull Weather provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. Back. figuring something out this morning that's still kind of blowing my mind. It's uh, 98.5 The Bull, and maybe there's somebody out there that, that knows what the heck could have been happening the other day to me at my house. And, uh, Dano, I've told you before, uh, I don't know if this happens at Jinx or Wasser or whatever, but every now and then there's some hinky stuff going on in my neighborhood in Midtown, you know? It's just a lot of traffic down there and, um, you know, pedestrian traffic. People kind of meandering through the neighborhood and that kind of stuff. And, you know, two ladies got at my house one night, and I, I didn't know who they were, so the police had to come over for that. And then, you know, some other random things. One day I was coming to do the show, and there was some dudes waiting for me at my car, basically. <laughs> it was very uncomfortable. And uh, you know what's happened to me now for the third time in Tulsa? What's that? Somebody went through my car. You got to start locking those doors, man. I know. And, okay, in full disclosure, uh, I should have locked the car door. And uh, I think because it was a holiday week, I was out of my routine. Every night I make sure my doors are locked. But the holidays are kind of cha- chaotic. And I want you to call if you can help me figure out what this was. I go out to my car one morning over the uh, Thanksgiving weekend. And I notice my car door isn't open, but it's just cracked enough. Like whoever got in there gently shut it. You know, not all the way, but just a little bit of a sliver there. I said, what in the world? So I go up there, and I can tell immediately, like, you had happened to you. Somebody's been in the car. And how could you tell immediately? Because the stuff's just strewn about, right? Like, they, they don't, they go through your compartments. They don't put it back in for you. They ransack it. They ransack it. Okay. Here's what's blowing my mind about this ransacking is that I then do an inventory of, okay, now what did they get? And like you had in your car, I had about four or five $1 bills right, right there. And it looked like those had been touched. Also had some medicine in there, which I think a lot of them are looking for pills. I don't have any good stuff medicine, but, and I can't for the life of me figure out what they got out of this car. And that nothing, nothing was missing. I know a human was in there doing something. And you're telling me the cash wasn't taken? The cash was in there. I still got it in my car. And so then I go, oh boy, I hope my wife locked her car. Same thing. Just ransacked, nothing taken that we could, we could tell at all. So I don't know if anybody knows what that could be all about. Why would they go in the car and not take your money? 918-879-9898. 918-879-9898. Why would somebody go in your car and not take your stuff? Especially dollars laying around. The only thing I could think is maybe they thought they were going to super lucky, and I left my uh, keys in there. And once they found out those weren't in there, they took off. But almost like courteous not to take my stuff. I would almost theorize that they... Did they get in there to pop the trunk and see if you had anything good in there? That's the crazy thing. I had golf clubs in the trunk, which have some value at least at a pawn shop. I'm sure. I'm sure everybody at thieves want your golf clubs, Doug. Well, they they're more valuable than nothing. <laughs> These are Ty's golf clubs. Let me get those right now. Take those to the uh, sports memorabilia shop. Hey, it's Ty and Daniel. Who's this? This is Reese. What's that now? This is Reese. Reese, what do you think they're doing? I feel like it's maybe something trying to find, like he said, uh, something valuable. Maybe he didn't take the person didn't take the money because it wasn't something over twenty dollars. Oh, she feels like the value of the cash wasn't enough. <laughs> it wasn't worth their time. 
It's only four dollars. I don't think you had enough. It's four dollars, so but in four dollars, you're not really gonna do anything. I guess you could buy like a pack of gum from my kitchen or something. Like, not enough to buy a thing of gas. So oh, I feel like that's maybe what it is. All right. She suspects that they're uh, looking for larger sums, and they're not even going to fool with <laughs> smaller sums. Might make sense. I don't know. Is okay. it worth? Is it worth the risking it, Tig, uh, to get four dollars when you know that? Like, if, oh. maybe if you get caught, it might be worth it to get three or four hundred, but four dollars is not even worth it. Yeah, I wonder. Like, maybe that's it, but it seems just so weird because it would be very easy to just pick up the dollars, and he'd already touched them or she, whoever it was. It's just kind of blowing my mind. Maybe they, maybe that's it. I have no idea. Thank you for the call. <laughs> how many times has your card gotten? How many o times? Only it's, once. One time. And then right? I've locked it ever since. You I'm just in, like, leave yours open. I'm in the three timers club. You're in the three timers yeah. club. Well, you live on a skid row. It sounds like. Hey, it's Tig and Daniel. Who's this? This is Brittany. Brittany. I feel like there's a lot of yes. Yeah. What do you think's going on here? I don't know. I think there's a lot of identity theft going on, and maybe they were just looking for anything with any kind of personal information on it. Oh, my God. Now so she's got me freaked. I bet it does. It's scary. There's so much that goes on now. You're worried to type something in, in your car had your address on it? I had medicine in there. Maybe it's... Yeah. Would have been Where my you, name. You were at well, they wouldn't need your address because they got it from your address. <laughs> they were Ding at my dong. Tyke's yeah. like, oh, no. Now they know where I live. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. <laughs> well, just anything with any kind of personal information. Listen, you know? Brittany, please. This guy's already a nervous wreck. You sh when you just said that, uh, I just saw a look of panic wash over his face for a, a couple I of seconds. I am so sorry. I'm sorry. It's good to know, though, because now I'm going to go check my credit report. <laughs> Anybody got a hold of that? Yeah, either, either your uh, your address or your golf clubs. Hey, it's Ty Daniel. Who's this? Uh, this is Marissa. Uh, Marissa, were you as surprised as Ty that they didn't take his golf clubs? <laughs> um, actually, yeah, golf clubs could be expensive. They can. You could get some money from a pawn shop. I, I don't think a lot, but enough. Yeah. Yeah. You try to make a quick getaway. You skip over the cash. Just grab the giant heavy bag of <laughs> yeah, metal sticks. See yeah. that thing <laughs> clinking down the road. Right. What do you think they're going for in this car? Well, so I had the same thing done to me a couple of years ago, um, and the only thing that they took was my owner's manual. Why in the world would they the take world? the owner's manual? I have no idea. I had. My, my kid's booster seat, I had sunglasses, I had stuff all over, um, and then the aisle, I looked in my glove box, and the only thing was that was gone was the case that my owner's manual was in with the touch-up paint. <laughs> I, I, that is blowing my mind. <laughs> what is the deal with these robbers? They're not even taking no the good idea. stuff. I I lived back off of Riverside um, a couple years ago, and that's where it happened. And I, it was my fault, but same thing. The door was, like, just slightly closed. It wasn't, like, slammed or anything. Um, I got to my car, and I was like, oh, someone's been in here. Because it was just, like, as if they didn't close it all the way. Guys, I just had a, a revelation, a brand-new million-dollar idea what? for car security. Hmm. Are you guys ready for this? No. Let's hear it. Car skunk. You get a skunk that lives in your car. <laughs> Somebody breaks in, it gets sprayed by the skunk. They never do it again. Right. And wouldn't that be nice to be able to ride with a, to work with a skunk every day? Absolutely not. Car skunk is going to be huge. No. Absolutely not. I think 
This might be one of the worst ones. Tig, what do you think? Car skunk. You know, I thought Uber was going to be dumb. I'm like, nobody's mm-hmm. going to get into a stranger's car, and that took off. So maybe car skunk is the way to go. Everybody look at that window and go, oh, shoot, this man's got a car skunk. <laughs> Not worth it. What if they steal your car skunk? <laughs> <laughs> then you're like that a double be, trouble right that there. That would be really bad. Hey, it's Tig and Daniel. Who's this? Uh, yes, sir. This is Brian Martin. He called you sir. What do you think uh-huh. uh, What do you think they're doing over in Tig's neighborhood, going through his car and all that? be willing to guess it's some kind of uh, attic. They didn't take your golf clubs or nothing like that. They're looking for something to make a quick buck off of. Just my guess. That's the crazy thing. I had dollar bills in there for tolls and they didn't take it. There's no quicker buck than a buck. Yeah, just take the buck. That's all oh, there is. Wow. Yeah, so that's why it's confusing. Well, thanks for the call, man. We good, Daniel? You want to do one more? Let's, yeah, I got right, one I more. See and more. Then we more got, theories. Uh, Tiger Daniel's uh, canned hams coming up. They're totally free. If you are victorious at our 98.5 The Bull fight. Hey, it's Tiger Daniel. Who's this? Yeah. Do you think people could be getting there and, like, going to sleep and stuff? Do you think somebody slept in my car? I got to say they were pretty courteous. I mean, it wasn't totally destroyed, and uh, they didn't take anything out of it. So if you want to take a nap, that's fine. Hey, it's Tiger Daniel. Who's this? This is Josh. Josh, what do you think they're doing in Tiger's car? Man, I don't know, but I just wanted to call and, and, and tell, tell Tiger I'm proud of him. You know, I'm an avid listener. I've been listening to you guys since you guys been here. And I remember when you guys went camping at the guy's uh, property, you said you had a gun. I'm glad you didn't have that gun in that car. No, no gun in the car. What that's if he, good. I'm glad you took it in. You know what? You, you know what? That's I just probably thought what they're looking for. They're probably for looking for a gun. Right. I didn't yeah, have one in there. Yeah. Well, good a lot on me. of people leave their guns in their car. I ah, heard that. Like half got in the console, didn't see that left. Like half of all guns are stolen from cars. I bet he's absolutely right. That's probably yeah. it. Now Is enough that, tomfoolery. Do you think that car skunk would work? Yeah, I think it would. Okay. Even if it, if it's not a real skunk, just a spray. If it's got you a gun, it'll take both. A little bit. Car car skunk with gun, armed skunk. <laughs> you know what? I bet I think you've. I think uh, he solved your problem here. Tom. That's what it was. He's looking for a firearm. Hey, yeah. you're, the genius of the day is what's your name again? Josh. Josh, genius of the day on 98.5 The Bull. And coming up, you could feel just as smart if you get through our trivia contest, 98.5 The Bull fight for a Tiger Daniel canned ham and Tiger Daniel jams and jellies for the holidays. 740. 98.5 The Bull weather provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. It's 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. Daniel, we have two contestants on the line, don't we? Because we're going to play 98.5 The Bull fight. We do it every morning about 740. We do. We have Josh from Wagner and Kylie from Tulsa. Now, here's a fun fact about these two, Tig. They used to be married. Oh. (laughs) Is that true, you two? No. I don't know, baby. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, Kylie's been married so many times, not sure. She's had quite the life. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we're going to play today for Tig and Daniel Hams and Jams. These are uh, holiday canned hams along with the Tig and Daniel jellies. How, how does that sound? Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, guys. It's the 98.5 The Bull Fight. All the answers to these questions begin with a letter S. Josh, you're up first. This is is a noble Japanese warrior. Ninja. Again, all these begin with the letter S. S, samurai. Samurai, yes. Oh, God. I didn't hear you. Uh, what letter it was. Kylie begins with S. This is the highest register of singing voice. Are you still there? Yeah, we're here. I'm Kylie. Sorry, can you repeat the question? 
This is the highest register of singing voice. Uh, soprano. Soprano. We are tied up, Tig. Josh, this is the deadly sin of laziness. Uh, deadly sin of laziness? Mm-hmm. Pass. Passes. That was sloth. Kylie, this is a Jewish place place of worship. Oh, I don't think I know that one. Oh my goodness, uh, a sanctuary. Well, we were looking for synagogue. Ah, Josh, this is the grass cutting tool carried by the Grim Reaper. Sigh. I will look to the judges for that. Say it one more time. Scythe. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we were looking for scythe. 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 Kylie, this is to occupy property without the legal title. Stolen? No, that would be, or... that would be squat. Squatters. Ah, okay. Still one-to-one, right, Daniel? It is. Josh, this is the right to vote. The right to vote? Yes. Uh, People fought for women's rights. Civil rights? No, it would would be suffrage. 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 Oh. (laughs) Kylie. This means to burn with hot liquid. Uh, burn with hot liquid. Um, I'm not sure on that one either. That would be scald. We are still tied up, Tag. One to one. Final question. Josh, this is an outline of an academic course. Outline of an academic course. Your professor would give this to you on your first day, maybe? Is that right? Am I thinking of the right yeah. thing? Yeah. Okay. I'm a trade guy, right? I didn't go to college. All right. You might receive one of these in high school. That way, we were looking for syllabus. Syllabus. Kylie, get this one right. And you have <laughs> defeated Josh in the 98.5 The Bull fight. This is a makeshift knife. A, a shank? What is Are it? There? Is it right? I'll allow it. Yes. We're looking for Shiv, but I think Shank also counts. And with that, Kylie okay. has defeated Josh in the 98.5 The Bull Fight. Bye. Now, uh, Kylie, will you keep the Tiger Daniel holiday hams and jams for yourself, or will you give them to your ex-husband, Josh? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go ahead and give them to my ex-husband, Josh. <laughs> now, Josh, <laughs> will like, you keep He's like, these? I'm not driving downtown for a can ham. <laughs> well, yeah, this guy has to drive all the way, uh, to, what did you say, Kansas City every day? Uh, Josh, <laughs> now that you've received the Tiger and Daniel can hams and jams from Kylie, would you like to keep these for yourself or give them back to Kylie? <laughs> <laughs> Give them back to her. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Love is in the air. It's almost tied. Uh, generosity is rampant. It's nobody almost wants as them. though nobody wants the Tiger well, Daniel feel like holiday that. hams and jams. <laughs> we'll have to sort this out. But uh, Well, either way, you two, thank you for playing. You did. You guys did great.
Yeah, can you, you donate it to an animal shelter or something? How dare you? Animal yeah. shelter. This is yeah, a tiger day on canned like ham. We would never feed these to animals. <laughs> <laughs> That's inhumane. <laughs> All right, well, guys, we're back with uh, more canned hams and jams tomorrow, whether you want that canned ham or not. It's 740 here on 98.5 The Bull. Miranda with Tig and Daniel. 753 with Miranda. It's 98.5 The Bull with Tig and Daniel. Good morning, Daniel. I was down at my sister's house in Alabama over Thanksgiving, Tig, and she has a two-year-old and an eight-month-old, and she was cooking, trying to get ready for Thanksgiving and all that, and the two-year-old is running amok, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, then I was watching on television. They're so desperate for television now. Like on Fox, they have a show where people build things out of Legos. It's called Lego Masters. And yeah. then they uh, build this big giant thing, and then they just hit it with a wrecking ball and destroy it. Yeah. And that's literally the whole show for like an hour. Yeah, I've seen that. So I thought, why aren't we trying to come up with a television show? Well, and you notice I, how television, like, it's almost like they ran out of ideas. And I don't right. mean that'd be bad because they're bringing back all the old stuff. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you'll see Family Feud on at night. Got you. That's why I'm here to tell you I've come up with a brilliant television show, and I wanted to pitch it to you to see if you think that we could get this made. I think we could be rich off this. All right, what is it? Picture this. It's a cooking competition, but in the, uh, in the kitchen where everybody's trying to cook and get this thing done, a monkey is running loose. <laughs> You call it Kitchen Monkey. Okay. Now, listen to me. Hear me All out. Right. You're like, okay, you must make a, uh, a, I don't know, what's a hard thing to make? A beef wellington or whatever that is, something like that. And they're trying their best. Meanwhile, Kitchen Monkey is just in there wreaking havoc. <laughs> and then how do you become the victor, the person least distracted by the monkey? Well, monkey whoever got- still makes, it's still like the same, it's the same old thing, cooking competition, like that great British bake-off. You know, they still, at the end, they taste the food. Yeah, this is good. This one tastes the best. But the fun thing about it is, is the monkey. Wouldn't, uh, I think it's worth one watch. I mean, I certainly would want to see it once. You can't but, tell me. But that won't, like, PETA get on you and, because, you know, you got the monkey around hot flames and stuff like that. Wouldn't it bring a lot of legality issues or legal issues? That's, I did start thinking about that. Um, because there are knives in the kitchen and, and fire and things like that. might be a little dangerous for the monkey. Mm-hmm. That's why you get a very old monkey. <laughs> It's had a nice, nice long life. So, wait a second. You want a calm monkey for the monkey that's supposed to wreak havoc? You haven't thought this through at all. I guess now that you put that spin on Buddy, it. I heard about monkeys. I knew a kid that, uh, I don't know, his family had to move over to uh, another country for a while. And I can't, uh, where'd the kid go when he got, he spray painted stuff in the United States and they whipped his butt for it. They caned him. That was Singapore. Singapore. This kid lived in Singapore and he said monkeys are everywhere in Singapore. So much so that when you're walking to school and you have a backpack on, the monkeys know lunch is in there and they'll jump on you and take that and they'll take the uh, backpack to the, the woods. That sounds like a lucky place, man. Any excuse you need. Does a monkey got that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. Like a monkey took it. Think about it. <laughs> Why are you late for work today? Oh, man, monkey got my keys. <laughs> it, we, we could all, we need. We need Tulsa monkeys. We need to release a bunch of monkeys around here, and yeah. that way we could be like, hey, hey, man, can't, can't do this today. You're telling me you would only watch Kitchen Monkey once? Meanwhile, people watch Lego Masters where they just build Legos and yes. destroy them with a wrecking ball over and over and over again? I'm much more interested in monkeys to Tulsa now. 
I would watch Kitchen Monkey all the time. <laughs> right. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. It's 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Dano. Hey, good morning. Who's this? This is Tim. Hey, How Tim. are you this morning, sir? Good, man. Where are you calling from, Tim? I'm calling from up at Chelsea. Well, what's on your mind? And Well, I just, I listen mostly to it. A radio station called National Public Radio. It's yeah, there's NPR. a station there in Tulsa, uh, and and of course they talk about uh, you know kindness a lot, especially here lately with all the rhetoric that's going on. And I just happened to be listening the other day, and this lady won those. Uh, it's gonna make me cry. She won these tickets to Taylor Swift, and she gave them away. <laughs> and I, wanted, I just heard of this program you just had this gentleman, this lady beat this gentleman, and she gave him her prize. And I, I want to know if you think that act of kindness has spread maybe through our community. And if it has, I mean, isn't that a wonderful thing? I'm sorry for being so emotional. Well, what happened on NPR? You, I don't get it. Well, they just talk about kindness, you know, about just tell about people that stories about people being kind, doing kind things for others that they don't even know. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I, uh, there's a gentleman that uh, is associated with uh, your Channel 6 there in Tulsa. His name is Steve Hartman. Uh, and he's, he does Steve Hartman on the road. He's got his kids now doing a, a program about kindness. But you ought to listen to it sometime. Just Google Steve Hartman and uh, listen to some of the stories. I mean, they're just, they're fantastic. But we have so much, uh, you know, bad things we hear. I just love it when when you hear things where people are doing kind things for others. I love it. Yeah, the Taylor Swift thing was extremely kind. and uh, we, Yeah, Ty and I were also pretty uh, touched by that. We could not believe it that she had done that. And you're right, it might have uh, it might have had an effect and kind of a ripple effect. I hope it did. Well, I just wondered, these, you guys have these contests pretty regularly, I think, where people answer the questions back and forth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you have you give the person a chance to give the prize to the others. I mean, have you uh, before when I've heard those, they almost always keep the prize. So have they have they lately? Have you noticed that yeah, they're I think giving they're, up their prize? Do you did you say you heard the Taylor Swift thing on NPR? No, I heard that on your station. Oh, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, so lately, yeah, I mean, it's happened a couple times lately, three times that I can uh, count in the three past times total, yeah, the four weeks or so. Tyke, how did you get that he thought that, where did you get that he heard the story on NPR? Well, he said National Public Radio. Well, he was talking about how he heard no other stories of kindness oh, on I NPR. Oh, I see. Okay, gotcha. And, uh, yeah, I know who Steve Hartman is. He's got on the CBS National News, and he goes out and uh, covers nice stories like that. So, yeah, maybe so, man. It's uh the world is tough right now, as if we didn't know. And uh, I guess it is pretty nice because people were really touched by that uh, Taylor Swift thing. Uh, they did TV news on it and stuff like that, too. And then if you noticed, then people started wanting to give the lady that was offering the quilt uh, things. So, yeah, yep. I think you might be right. It might have started some type of ripple effect. It seems like everybody's being a little more generous lately. Well, 
So when I hear you guys say that, though, just remember that we hear a lot of bad things, but but the news doesn't cover good stories because they don't sell as well. So if you look at all the things we have in this world, just like your radio station and you guys poke, you know, making fun and laughing in the morning, I mean, that all happened because of good people working hard doing good things. So when you think that the world maybe is is a little too bad, just remember of all the little bitty things that happen in our lives every day that are good. And bad people didn't make those things happen. They just didn't. Well, I, I appreciate the call, and uh, I'm glad that um, you were you were moved by that. And hopefully, as you say, it does spread around. Well, I hope it does too. Y'all have a good a good day. You too, buddy. Call us and again. Be, be be kind, please. Be kind. It's ninety-eight five. The Bull. Today's hot country. Welcome in to Did You See? Brought to you by Eye Care Associates of South Tulsa. Daniel, are you ready for this? Did you see this? Um, that the University of Tulsa has decided to part ways with their head football coach, Philip Montgomery. Eight years. Eight years is a pretty good long time to be a football coach, to be honest with you. But uh, sometimes these things happen. And uh, for the University of Tulsa, they uh, they love the guy, but they decided that a change needed to be made at the University of Tulsa. But the problem was with that is always, who do you get next? Uh, Tulsa says they're not going to comment on the coaching search. But the next time we hear from them, um, we should know a lot more about it. I want you to predict right now who you think it's going to be. Lincoln Riley. Are you serious? Are you crazy? I don't know about, enough about sports for you to make that kind of joke with me. Because <laughs> well, then why'd you ask me to make a joke? I didn't ask you to make a joke. I said I want you to predict who's going to be the next coach. Don't know, man. But they got their hands full. You know, it's that time of year where a lot of times at work, you're kind of taking it easy between Thanksgiving and December. Now the athletic director at University of Tulsa is going to be as busy as it's ever been. Don't you think they have somebody picked out already? They're just not going to announce it till next year. Hard to tell. What a great conversation well, with it's you. Hard Every question, to do. you're like, I All don't right. know. Like in any industry, Daniel, you can't announce that you might hire somebody if they've already got a job now. You know what I'm saying? It could mess them up with the Like, let's say they have a guy. And they start going running in their mouth about, oh, we're going to get so-and-so. Then that could mess them up with his school he's working at now. So you think they do have somebody they could. in mind? I don't know. You know they do. This I'm is millions of dollars director. up for uh, grabs here. Or, well, look or, at your alma mater, Auburn University. Yeah. Has no clue what they're going to do. I bet they do. They're going to wait until next year to announce. They can't. They'll miss the recruiting series. they got to get on the road now and tell moms and dads, University of Tulsa is the place your kid wants to be. They can't wait. Also, did you see this, Daniel, that a, uh, a family game night did not end well here in Tulsa. A uh, family gets together. They're like, hey, let's play... Um, Let's play a board game, and they chose the worst board game you can possibly play uh, with a family, and that is Monopoly. Why can't you play Monopoly, Daniel? Because you get in arguments. I uh, And I'm a laid-back guy, easygoing, but I've been asked to leave people's homes on two different occasions on account of Monopoly. Somebody's already uh, always cheating out of the bank. You know, the banker's always cheating. Mm-hmm. Then people have different rules, like everybody gets the money in the pot or something like that, and some people don't play like that. It's too much like real life. It's not even fun. First responders reported the shots fired on East 4th Place. They did go over there, and a shot had been fired, luckily at the ground, as uh, one family member tried to scare the other family members out of the house after a game of Monopoly went south. Monopoly. You didn't pull a gun, did you? No. 
I was ready to leave, but <laughs> Monopoly takes like 15, 16 sure hours. And then you got to choose if you're going to be a thimble and all that. And I think people uh, in the gaming industry finally caught on to this. That's why they started making those ridiculous games where you hit a thing and whoever hits the button the fastest gets hit in the face of the pie or whatever that is. <laughs> it's like more uplifting than Monopoly. Yeah, what's that game? Did your kid not want that pie face, I think it's Something called? Something like that, yeah. They're changing the game. That's for sure. Also, did you see this? A lot of people have bucket lists in life. Some people, um, they want to travel around the United States and see maybe every NFL stadium. Maybe take a baseball game in at uh, every Major League Baseball stadium. This couple here visited Tulsa because they want to see every what all Texas across America. Texas Roadhouse. Texas Roadhouse. Uh, they're retired. They have the time on their hands, and they want to see every Texas roadhouse. And, of course, we've got those here. So they came to Tulsa to visit our Texas roadhouses, this retired couple traveling the co country. Now, they <laughs> – listen, they, they've got to get, like, free meals for this, right? Mm -hmm. Right? I, I, I would surely – the people at Texas Roadhouse are hooking them up with – If they were smart, they would. Yeah, because every little town they go to – it's going to be featured on the news. They've already been to like 300 of them. Yep. And they've got about 300 more to go. I think it's a lovely story. Every restaurant chain should do this. Like Chili's should just say, look, we'll give you, just go to these restaurants. You get a free meal everywhere you go because still these people got to pay for their RV and they got to mm -hmm. pay for their hotel or whatever. To get that $40 meal for free, they're really busting their tails. Did you see that documentary uh, called Roadhouse? It was about Patrick Swayze working in a Texas roadhouse. I saw that. And he had to take over security for him. It's classic. It's pretty wild in there. Mm -hmm. Great movie. Also, did you see this? The Blue Whale of Catoosa. They did their uh, Christmas lighting over there. So now that's all lit up for you. The lieutenant governor came by for that one. So that's a pretty big deal, I guess. Well, lieutenant governor. <laughs> don't, even, don't even bother. <laughs> no disrespect to Lieutenant Governor, but... What the real deal. the real deal, yeah. yeah. Uh, did you see this, Tig? A baby born inside an Atlanta McDonald's with help from employees during the labor has received an unusual nickname. Here's the mother and the restaurant manager talking about the amazing story. I went into the bathroom. I used it. My water broke immediately. The lady came in. She was like, are you okay? I said, no, I'm in labor. I thought that was joking. I opened, and she was on this toilet laid back, screaming. Then I knew to tell my crew, we're having a baby today. I had one worker on this hand, one worker on this hand. I think I bit her. I didn't mean to. It was me. <laughs> but I'm okay. She didn't break my skin. She had a nickname before she even left McDonald's. That's her nickname, McDonald Little Nugget. Nugget. Wow. Now, that's not a, you know, you don't want that nickname to stick. No, I wouldn't want that. But also, what a, what you a know great what? story. One of those automated kiosks couldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. I like this story uh, because I think that sometimes couples try to give birth in different businesses like their favorite place so they'll get discounts. Yes. Like you hear about this sometimes, a baby's born in Chick-fil-A. You know, they got that silly cow out there, mascot delivering the baby, and then they give them free Chick-fil-A for life. The kid. You can't tell me. Now, these employees in there in Atlanta ha actually helped give birth to the baby. You can't tell me that if little Nugget comes in the rest of his life, he's not going to get free food. Right. So you're, you're saying that... Um Women are purposely, when they, they feel the contractions, they know they're going into labor, they'll go to their favorite haunt. Mm -hmm. so that they'll get it's free. a brilliant idea. They're like, get me to Target. <laughs> and this is a, a, a ironic because Tig was conceived in a McDonald's bathroom. So that's a lot of people don't know that about you.
98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. We didn't have this growing up, but I think it's pretty cool. Elf on the shelf. Um, and for a lot of kids, the elf is back. And for other ones, everybody uses a different date. I think officially it's December 1st, but my kid wrote a letter to Santa Claus, and Santa Claus let the elf come on down early. So uh, elf was there like day after Thanksgiving or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And I like the elf being there because uh, the elf watches my son, and if my son starts to act like a fool, I just go, oh, elf, and then he he shuts up real quick. like Gets just, on his best behavior. Oh, real quick, real quick. And, you know, the shell, uh, the elf on the shelf will move every single night. And then it's so fun to see your kid go, you know, run around the house and try to find out, oh, where did the elf go overnight? And uh, the other night, the elf did move, but the elf forgot where he put himself. Oh, no. Yes. And uh, so I have, like, a little bit of a panic. I go, did, did the elf leave? Where, where, what did the elf do? And so I find my son starting to get a little hurt, like maybe the elf <laughs> ditched him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ditched him and went back to the North Pole. And I go, no, no, the elf's got to be here somewhere. But again, the elf didn't remember where he put himself. And we could not find this elf. And it almost got bad. Has the elf been recovered? Yes, but the elf did a really good job that night of hiding itself. <laughs> like, this thing was up in a light fixture where you could barely see it. Oh, my God. Hanging on the light fixture. Had the elf gotten into some beers? The elf might have partied that night a little <laughs> bit. And uh, and at the last minute remembered, I've got to move, and then couldn't remember where he went to. I got to be honest. I see elf uh, on the shelf a lot of times on Facebook, and I got to, like, how do, how do people... Or how do these elves come up with all these different places to get and all this mischief to get into? Some of it's quite clever. Some of it's really cute, like the elves, they do things. Um, but, you know, after like day four or five, the elf is kind of running out of places. Yeah, then the elf's got 30 days, 30 <laughs> ideas it must come up with. It's like, does the elf go to the gutter outside? What is the what is the elf supposed to do? So uh, a lot of us will be seeing the elf, I guess, officially December 1st, unless... Uh, you got a little bit lucky, and he got here earlier. You know what I'm talking about. It's 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country.